Welcome again to Soul Practice, Raw Conversations, Real Practices. I'm Phyllis Mathis. And I'm Kathy Escobar. And right before I, um, right as I got on, I had to stop my dog from eating Jameson's birthday cake (laughs) off the counter. I literally have yellow and orange frosting nearby. (laughs) Um, But we love these conversations with interesting people who are kindred spirits. And one of my gifts in this moment is just to have two people meet that didn't know each other that are supposed to know each other. And today... Um, my friend, um, Charna Rosenholtz, Rabbi um, Charna, is here with us. And I met Charna through our trip to Montgomery in our multi-faith group, the anti-racism learning trip, that pilgrimage that we took together. And what's super fun is that Phyllis was on the in the group. She's part of our 12-step group and just went. Um, yeah. And we talked about that in wow. a previous um, episode. And that shared experience, those things are so meaningful and really forming. And one of the things that I feel so grateful to know, Rabbi Karna, is that she is just a wise soul. It's that simple. And really dedicated to embodied practices. And um, she holds space, spiritual space across faiths, all kinds of things, but really that soulful work of knowing that the spiritual really matters. And a big part of her work is related to power. And so we have been wanting to talk about this for a long time. And we always do, uh, you know, I'm working on a project right now called All Roads Lead to Power because all roads lead to power. And the truth is, is that it's in almost everything that we talk about. But this is the first time, Charna, that we're like talking about it head on. And so thank you for being with us. We're grateful for you to be part of Soul Practice. It would just be great for everybody to know a little bit about you and, you know, what you wrestle with and teach and do related to power. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Phyllis and Kathy. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here and putting the soul first and creating space for that to really flourish just warms my heart. Hmm. Um because I really think that we are, we're souls that are clothed in this beautiful body. And in order to light the soul up, there's things that we have to understand. We all have inherent power. I got involved in this back in the day. Uh, I think in 2002 is when I started studying the right use of power, which there's an institute dedicating to study this. Um, It was founded by Dr. Cedar Barstow, a psychotherapist, and she was in a situation where there were power struggles, and she looked to the maps that society offers and said, this has nothing to do with the experiences that are in front of me. I need to understand power at a deeper level. And she went inside power to understand it better. I'll say more about that in a moment, but personally... Um, I got quote unquote accused of being charismatic. Um, (laughs) and I'll tell you, it is a kind of accusation in this world because it's so misunderstood. So as I started to study my own charisma, I realized that I did have some kind of spark that sometimes drew people in and sometimes people rejected it strongly and that I needed to be responsible for it. I needed to understand it from the inside out. That's why I started studying right use of power. I wanted to learn how to not have power 
over people, but to understand power as an influence. What does it mean to be an influencer? And that's what drew, drew me into it. You know, people don't know. I didn't know about the Right Use of Power Institute. Mm -hmm. Do you know about no. them, Phyllis? Yeah, Not at all. I just learned about them last year in my nature-based um, ritual ceremony and rites of passage class because Katie Asmus with the Somatic Wilderness Therapy Institute and Naropa, and she's amazing. I feel so grateful. And that was the first time that I had heard about it. And then I went straight to their website and took their first class because they're online. There's like a free thing. And so mm -hmm. just think that we need to, I'm so glad you're talking about this today and people are like maybe considering some of the things and you, you teach and facilitate in all different ways. Uh, you know, this comes up in all of the different places, but I think it's just so important because what you're doing is like naming it. Yes. Yes. It. And, so I'd, yeah. yeah. So I'd like to define power. Yet first, what I'd really like to do is just to ask both of you and our beautiful listeners, how, when you think about power, just take a moment, how do you define power? We'll just have a moment of silence while you consider that. How do you define power? And as you notice that, just notice in your own body if there's any activation around the word power. Do you find the ow? in power. Mm -hmm. You find the pow in power. What happens in your body as you contemplate it? And what happens to your own sense of power as you contemplate it? Now, I'm not going to ask you now for the sake of time what that was. What I want to share with you is that according to Right Use of Power Institute, power is the ability to have an effect or to have influence. It is what enables us to get things done. Power itself is neutral. It can cause harm or well-being. It is a force that can be shaped in any way that we intend. And this is the most important thing to know is that we all have power at all times. Our relationship to that power is what is what there is so much to talk about, but we all have power. And the ethical use of power from the right use of power perspective is that it is um is that is that we are all to have power with heart. Mm -hmm. Bringing compassion into power because power is relational. So the right use of power is an ethical, relational look at what power is. So that's kind of where I want to start this conversation, um, is, is understanding the right use of power is the use of, and then the next place I want to go is to now break down power. Hmm. We name five different types of power. And I'm just going to say them very quickly, um, and, and then I'd like to do an exercise, if that's okay with you guys. That'd be great. Yes, love it. So I don't want to go too fast here, but we begin with power is personal. There is personal power. Each and every one of us has personal power. And I think the interface of our personal power is with what 
is really your mission here is to exalt, elevate and exalt the soul. And that soul, that dare I say God in this circle, if if God is a trigger word, please substitute whatever is comfortable for you. Um, But there's a God-given power within each and every one of us. There is a beautiful flame that sits in our heart that comes from spirit that gives us all personal power. Each and every one of us, each and every one of us. Of course, that power can be diminished through things like systemic power or other forms of power, yet we all have that personal power. And that is, oh, blessed be the territory of the soul. Then there's role power. And when we look at role power is, is role power is, is what happens when there is a function or a task or something that has to be done in between people. You know, so right here, I have the role as presenter. Kathy, you seem to have the role of handling the Zoom logistics. (laughs) You have the role, you know, each of us have a role and we have to really understand our role and how those roles interface. Now, there's also something called status power. Status power is not just function, status power is what society imputes at what is more important. So for example, I've been a rabbi for two years, two and a half years now. um, And that gave me status power. Uh Before that, I was just another wise guy. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yet once I gave was given that status power that elevated me and gave me a certain place within society. Mm-hmm. Um, so personal role status power, understanding that and allowing those functions and societal imputations to interface with our own souls. This is part of what we're in discovery about. Is that is that does that make sense? Are there any questions about that? Well, it's so huge uh, and so fundamental that it's hard to uh, it's hard to even approach it. But giving language like this to things that we experience every day, both personally and in our the roles that, that we play, and you're only just like two two types in <laughs> types of. There's lots of types of power. Um, I just don't have any questions because I just think it's, we need more, we need more language. Right. More, more. And, and we're not going to get into collective and systemic power, but we are, like I said, systemic power. And that's something we're really starting to explore now in the United Mm -hmm. States of America is Mm -hmm. the systemic power and really taking that apart to understand how systems have created oppressions within our culture. And then there's collective power. How do we collectively join to work with that? And all of us who have now done the Montgomery, the three of us, I mean, who have done the Montgomery pilgrimage had a very heartfelt, embodied, heart-wrenching experience of understanding how deep systemic power really is. Yeah. 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 I want to now slow it down. 
and invite us into an exercise. And this is going to be an imaginal exercise, everybody. And so I really want to invite you to, to really work with me on this, to really do this exercise. You ready to give it a try? I love yeah. it. And I always think of people listening, they're driving in their cars, they're walking, they're laying yeah. on the couch. And now, if you're driving places. in your car, as you're <laughs> listening to this, stop, pull to the side of the road. Okay. Do not multitask this. But if you're walking or sitting, perfect. Okay. That's so good. Good uh, warning. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, warning. So this is how we begin. Just take a moment. And if you feel comfortable, close your eyes. And just tune into your body. This may be new to you. This may be something you do all the time. Just a couple of cues. Just stop, tune into your breath, and take a couple of, you know, good breaths. Emphasis on the exhale. And as you exhale, let yourself settle. Settle into the felt sense of your body into your sensations. Just begin to notice your breath. Notice if muscles feel tense or loose. Uh, kind of really settle into your belly. Notice if you feel tingly, jagged, sharp, loose. Just let the sensations be present. Really take in this moment, in this relaxed moment, take an internal snapshot. Um, notice, notice, take a moment and notice your eyes. If your eyes feel rested in the back of your socket, if they feel tight forward, notice your jaw. And now, if you feel comfortable, actually get up and start walking. If you feel comfortable, actually get up and just start walking around the room. The only thing you have to do is be sure you can still hear my voice. And just relax and move at your own pace. If you choose to remain sitting, just kind of do a little move in your body so you have a sense of movement. And just keep that felt sense of your body. And now imagine that you're walking with a friend. Imagine there's a friend, just somebody you adore, feel safe with right next to you. And just notice if any of the sensations in your body shift. Your breath, muscles, sensation, eyes, jaw. Beautiful. Now shake that out a little bit. Keep walking. Come back to yourself. And now imagine you are walking with somebody who is up power to you. Somebody who has a capacity to judge or evaluate or assess or affirm you, somebody you look up to. And just what do you notice in your posture? Feelings. Thoughts, direction of your gaze. 
energy, how you experience your own power. Just notice what happens in your body as you walk with an up power person. Beautiful. Now shake that out a little. Shake it out. Let's just walk again or, yeah, beautiful. And just imagine again back to yourself. And now imagine that you are walking with somebody who is down power from you. Somebody who looks up to you. Somebody you can evaluate or affirm or whatever role or status you might have. That creates a differential between you two. And just again, notice your posture, feelings, thoughts, body sensations, breath. How you experience your power here. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Shake that or that out and slowly return here to this room. And um, I'd love to hear from both of you if you noticed any differences in those four different examples. You want to go, Phyllis? Do you want me to go? Uh, go you go. Yeah, I noticed it. <laughs> I noticed it. I mean, it was it was pretty clear for me. Um, and what is helpful for me is noticing, you know, like the friend I was just picturing today and, you know, it's just, we're so used to being together, but in the power up, like up power, I mean, the actual movement was like, I felt my like, hand, like my heels or like my hands clench, like, or like brace, not clench, brace like bracing myself and just noticing like, I got to be aware of everything. I can't, I can't all the way, but I have to say, I didn't also feel like I feel stronger than I used to in those moments, which was helpful. Like I, but I could feel the brace. Very important information to know. It was good for me. And then on the power under, you know, in the work that I do, just journeying with a lot of people and, you know, that piece of just, how much is really about trying to loosen it and, you know, be with and not be above in any way and kind of what that feels like. So that was me. How about you, Phyllis? I'm sorry about my dog. Uh, before you, <laughs> before you jump in, Phyllis, I, I just want to point something out that, that because obviously where we're going here is talking about a power differential we all have power, but sometimes we're up power roles, sometimes down power, um, et cetera. And sometimes if we're in an up power position, we try to create a democratization of that power. We're not going to have time to get into it today, but sometimes underuse of our power is a misuse of power. Sometimes. Times for discovery is <laughs> people need us to take our role so they can organize who they are. And when we underuse our power in the notion of democratization, it's actually a misuse. Hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, Phyllis, please. Well, um, yeah, what happened in my body just walking with a friend? There are just certain people that I do that with. 
it just felt like a nice expansion and a relaxation and a freedom in my body when I, when I feel very mutual. And then I don't have a lot of up people in my life, but I had a very specific uh, walk um, with someone that I, that I really respected. So it wasn't exactly a up power person, but in my, you know, my situation, uh, he was someone that I wanted approval from. And so I could feel that, uh, that energy instead of expansion kind of contracting and moving kind of out this way, kind of like in a asking, you know, you know, tell me I'm okay. kind of thing. And then, um, of course I'm always working with power differential in my, in my work. Um, and I do a lot of democratization. (laughs) Um, I do, I do. And, um, not so much lately, like, I'm, I am stepping more into my voice and power in the session. And sometimes I'll get out and just go, what the hell was that? Like, keep your mouth shut from, you know, and then, but it feels like a uh, increasing sense of owning my power in the moment, or at least experiencing doing that. Um, but my whole uh, demeanor kind of in the world is, is denying my power and sort of you know, trying to equalize everybody and not realizing how my unowned or unowned power um, just messes stuff up. But it's it's hard for me to feel not guilty uh, doing that. Oh, so many things come up here. There are so many deep dives possible here. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> love the vulnerability that you both bring to this. And, and that's really beautiful. And as we know, awareness is power. The more we're aware of and understand, the more accountability, the more we can grab the responsibility and, 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 and enhancing accountability. Um, I, I, this, this power differential is really important to understand how it actually lives in our bodies because they say, and I think we know who the, they are here. They say that up to 90% of our communication is nonverbal. And so how we hold these things in our body, we are responding to these cues all the time, which is why we want to bring more awareness into power differentials. Um, And so the one thing I want to do now is just take a little teeny piece of up power responsibility, up power accountability. And I'm going to do it for a very specific concept. But I want to first say that, like, let's take, for example, in the therapist client situation, there's two people. Each is 100 percent, wants to bring 100 percent of them presence. So there's 200 percent worth the responsibility there. You want your client to take 100% responsibility for themselves. This isn't in a down power position, what you hope for. In the up power position, the up power position actually has to take what we name as 150% accountability. The up power position has more accountability because they're holding containers. People are entering into a container and you are holding that, which means you have increased responsibility. Yes. So the concept I want to talk about here is one of intention and impact. Intention is the the effect I hope to have in a situation. I intend for this to happen. Mm -hmm. Impact 
is actually the effect that behavior has on the other person. And guess what, all y'all? There can be a gap between the it two. It ain't the same. <laughs> always, it's not always the same, is it? Right, right. How many times have we been like, but I didn't intend, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, but this is how it felt. Mm-hmm. But I didn't mean it. Well, this is how it felt, though. Yeah. And where's the understanding? And so I want to offer this intention and impact idea um, of learning, especially in an up-power position, learning how to take responsibility for your impact. Um, I don't know how much time we have here. Um, I have a little exercise that we can do. Do we have like enough time? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have a ton, but yes, do it. Okay, just very quickly, everybody just take a moment, not a big example, but a little example, Um, just a little bit of an example. Think about a time when you had an intention with somebody and the impact was different and they were very hurt. And just nod your head when you have that example. Everybody out there, think of that as well. Um, And think of what happened when... um, Think of what happened in the relationship when that differential existed. Now imagine in this example that you suddenly sensitize yourself. What was going on for the person at that time? What was their hope, their need? How can you sensitize into that? Now imagine that you're listening to them in a a different way and that your own natural reactivity you are able to put that aside and just have open curiosity to their experience and what can you hear of what they were trying to say to you that you didn't get then now imagine that you're validating their experience Now imagine what, how would you have responded to them if you had taken the time to disengage your defense and just listen? Thank you for that. Is there anything either of you want to share that came just from that simple moment of open, heartful curiosity? I have like, it's right here for me because I have a, I have had a hard situation working with somebody and trying to partner with other people to try and do it as healthy as possible. And I had to kind of be the heavy that said, Hey, here's the deal. Like you need to know this. You need da, 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 da. And I mean, I feel a lot of emotion in this moment because I did know after I did it, that I know that this person receiving that, that was not that hurt because I know they're really trying to be a good advocate and they're really working on it. And so like feeling, but like I'm in this role a lot where like I've got these agencies that are like, you know, and I think just knowing that, um, I, honestly, this is what I thought of afterwards. And I thought of it again today. I could have just said, I'm afraid. 
because that's what, that is how, that's what's going on for me is I'm afraid that if these things don't happen, this person and a loss on the line for them and with resources. So actually I feel afraid, but I don't sound afraid. I say that you need to know this and you need to make, you to make sure they know this and here's the facts and, you know, and so just like that alone. So I have a little bit of repair that I can do it and I'm going to do it because I know that they're trying so hard and they feel probably super dismissed and unvalued and they're afraid too. Um, So there you go. That's what came to mind. That's beautiful. And I love the fact that you just, again, coming from your own vulnerability, because that's the key to heart. The key to power with heart is allowing not only for compassion to flow, but our own vulnerabilities to show. And when fear drives something, of course, our defenses come up. Of course, we forget to be curious about the other. This is natural. That's not bad or wrong. It's not if that happens. It's how you climb out of it and honor the connection. So good. How about you, Phyllis? What was that like for you? Um, Well, um, I recently needed to make repairs in a relationship um, where it's not necessarily a power differential, but um, I think that sometimes my own personal power that I don't hold in and own comes out. I react out of, a sense of not having it when really I do. And so it kind of rolled over uh, someone that I care about very much. And I had to kind of go, Oh, I, I, and even in the repairs, I'm not sure how good a job I did, you know, in, in terms of, I didn't mean to and him, blah, 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 kind of thing. Um, So Yeah. Yes, beautiful, it's beautiful. Tricky. So these prints, it's it's very. You know what? Uh, I have a, a a therapist friend who reminds us that relationships are inherently disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> a good so, Got that right. Yes. Yeah, so the more tools we have to work with differentials and awareness and understanding these things, the better we are. Um, I've given you now, I've shared with you now about 3% of what the right use of power yeah. has to offer. <laughs> and, um, but I love the fact, I think just these simple things can already begin to inform, you know, this sense, I think what this world, you know, what, what's the song, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Um, this is really true. How we bring more love, the soul's love the soul is love language. And so this will be kind of my closing. The soul is love language. And how learning how to love in ways through understanding power and differentials and how we can communicate and connect it a deeper way. This is a great time in the unfolding of the human drama to get on board with this. And so I highly recommend um, you check out rightuseofpower.org. There are online classes there. Um, there are consistently trainings going on. Uh, we're international now. Mm-hmm. International. We are teaching all over the world um, and uh, would love to offer this spiritual and relational technology for you so that your beautiful 
beautiful soul spark can flourish in this world and you can dress her because in Jewish theology, the soul is feminine. So that you can dress her in beautiful, skillful means of communication. Was I right? I mean, this is like a little, Uh, yeah, I was like, we need to talk to Charna. And we're going to need to do it again. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. And so this was like, she said, like, this is like barely, barely scratching the surface. And there was so much there. And so I think the piece that we always need to just be reminded for all of us is that we just always hope everybody takes something um, that we need and we need to continue the conversation. And that's really what I think the power of what you shared today in the short amount of time is that we just need to talk about this more and like, like really in the practical way of like naming it and honoring it and embodied and like we're just always so in our head about everything and like really really feeling it so thank you for that gift um and so I will say this as we as we wrap and then I'll add I'll add a couple webs other websites for you guys all to to look at afterwards but I'll just say this I think you kind of did but I just want to give a chance because you sort of you sort of gave us a few kernels but if you'll just maybe one more time as we wrap little something for the soul and a little something to practice related to power as we wrap. The peace for the soul is right use of power is all about ethical relationship. And we find when the soul reflects another soul, that lights something up within us that just makes life worth living in difficult times. And so if you're going to bring one thing away from today, remember, listen with your heart and be curious, curious about your impact. And if your impact is different from your intention, don't, I invite you towards curiosity. Don't take it personally. Watch your own reactivity and open up your heart to receive the other. And as the beautiful soul that they are. Love it. Bill Thank it. you. Uh, well, I, I think that it's true that the soul is like intrinsically infused with right power, with it, with the, the resource of power. It, it's like the soul is infused with power and we don't know that. Um, and so I, I think that as we step into our souls, we get to experience what soul power actually is and, and, uh, and owning the whole spectrum of who we are from a soul perspective. And um, to me, that is the true definition of humility, which is really having, having an accurate assessment and relationship with um what's really true about us and the soul is the core of that. So it's a very powerful resource right inside of us. Mm. Love it. Love it. I think the practice that I just want to name is we already did it, but to like keep doing it out on in small ways on our own. And that is noticing what's going on in our body in connection with other people. 
And so this looks different for all of us. So we're, some of us, you know, are in the power under kind of feeling and the power over kind of feeling and the power with kind of feeling. And so just noticing it and being aware of like our reflexes, our clenches, our openness, our ease, whatever that is, because that's a little piece, that's a practice that will help us kind of get the juice on it a little bit more clear. Instead of going, oh, that just felt so weird, or just moving on to the next thing and not like respecting it and recognizing it. So um, that's what I, there's a million other better practices than that. But I think that um, a piece is the start is to know it and feel it. And so when I say better, just, I know you have so many other things, not better, but you know what I mean? Um, and so, uh, that's, that's all this stuff is so good. And so thank you. So here's what I want everyone to know. I want everyone to know that I'm trying to going to come to the refuge on Sunday night this summer. And, um, and actually, yes, yes. Um, Lisa Baba is doing neurodiversity and then Lisa Pettit is going to come related to engage Buddhism and Charna is going to come related to power as part of our wide world summer camp on a Sunday night. So if any of you are local and want to come, that schedule will be, will be out. But this is really important. Um, Charna teaches a whole bunch of things. She has classes and drop-in groups and one-on-ones and creating rituals and ceremonies and special places for people and soulful parts of their lives. And so you need to go to her website and I'm in a, um, it's Shul, Shulchan. How do I say? Shulchan. It's the Hebrew word. The Hebrew word for Shulchan is table. S-H-U-L-C-H-A-N.net is my website where, um, it speaks for itself. <laughs> yes, go there. And so I'll put it in the episode summary. And um, Charna, thank you for being with us. We feel so honored. I mean, this is, we have had so much fun talking and just yeah. so much stirred up. I, I took tons of notes. And so thanks for listening. Always everybody listening. We just hope you get whatever little thing for the soul and any practice that you need this week. <laughs> Bye-bye everyone. <laughs>